Welcome to the Wesley Word. All right, so this is this is supposed to be a good thing, not a bad thing, but we are seven weeks into our semester. This is our seventh straight week of worshiping together here at Wesley Worship. Um, we actually only have three like worships left this semester. Not three weeks left in the semester, but three worships left, right? We have next week is fall break. I hope that you get to do something exciting. Even if that just means sleeping and getting rest, do that. The next week we have fall retreat, which we're excited about. We won't have a Sunday night worship with that. Um, and then we'll have a normal one on the 24th. Halloween parties happening on Halloween because Jesus is like, go have fun on Halloween. Go, go do that, right? Um, and then the 7th, we'll have a worship night, which we're excited about. And then it's senior night on the 14th, Thanksgiving. And then boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, we're not going to the national championship. Anyway, um, I usually plan my life around that, right? Um, so I want to check in tonight, though, and, and sort of do this one question, right? Because we talked about seven weeks ago, wasn't that long ago, where I sort of stood up and was like, this is what Clemson Wesley is all about. This is what we strive to be about, right? And there's this one question that's been on my mind, on my heart, that I just wanted to ask us briefly tonight. I'm actually sort of cut off that I'm fine series early to sort of think about this. And the one question I have for us tonight, or for you to think about tonight, is what does your table look like? What has your table looked like? What does it look like? Think back even 15 minutes ago as we were dining around these tables, right? Who is sitting around your table, right? Is it people that you have known for the last several years and you sit with them each and every week? Whether somebody knew that you went out of, stepped out of your comfort zone to say, hello, my name is, and introduce yourself and have a conversation with them at the table? What does your immediate table, just a few moments, look like? And did you express hospitality in where you sat and who you talked to, right? This is not like a convicting all your bad type thing, but, but what does that look like? And what does it look like last Sunday and the Sunday before that and the Sunday before that, right? Or to think about throughout this past week, right? What has your table looked like? How have you practiced and extended hospitality? We talked about one of the core things that we are at Clemson Wesley um, is to be a place where all are welcome, right? And to be a place, it's easy to be a place that says all are welcome, it's harder to be a place that practices intentional, radical hospitality. Saying all are welcome means having a fancy banner, which our logo does look nice, right? That it says all are welcome, right? But being hospitable, being the people of God that God has called us to be, requires us to be intentional about reaching out, intentional about being hospitable, meeting new people, engaging them, showing care and concern. And so the question just for tonight to think about, um, and remember we're rocking it. I'm not saying we're doing a bad job. It's just something that I was like, I wonder how we're doing, right? And so I'm asking, what does your table look like? What is the places of influence that you're around? What has that looked like over the last seven weeks? How have we been doing? How have you been doing? Even freshmen, like we told you the first day, this is who we are. Now you're one of us. How are you doing? How are you helping to extend this hospitality, this welcome that Christ has called us to do? It's important because I'm thinking about who we are, right, and who we're called to be as a people of God, not Clemson Wesley, but more importantly, as disciples of Christ, right? And I've heard a, a colleague has said this many times, I've talked about this before, um, where oftentimes sort of if we think about our, our houses and such, right, like the front, do- front porches that we have are sort of these side doors to the church. And when I get on that, it's like how we are and how we welcome and how we show hospitality when we're not here on Sunday night determines really who we are here on Sunday night, if that makes sense how we live our lives, how we treat our friends, how we treat new people, how we treat people in the classes, what we do throughout the week sort of builds into who we are here on Sunday night. So what does your table look like, right? And we're doing some metaphors here, right? Right? Like who are the people you're hanging out with and are you spending time doing that, right? 
we think about um, the scriptures that I just read. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, Luke's my favorite gospel because <clears throat> he just rocks it, and there's always food involved. I love that, um, and table talk and that sort of stuff. But if you think about Luke 14, this is what God's table should look like. Right? He's extending this invitation out there. He had just finished talking to the Pharisees about inviting the cripple, the lame, the blind, essentially saying invite people to your table that really you can't get anything from, but just invite them because it's worth having them at the table, that they matter. Right? In our passage tonight, they sent out this invitation. Everybody's got excuses, right? They're like, look, I've got midterms, Steve. I can't do it. Right? I'm not going to the forward retreat. I'm just kidding. You're a hard time. You should still go. But right, they make all these excuses. Right? Um, I got this land I got to take care of. I just got married. You know, I got stuff to do. All these different excuses that are going on. And so he, he experiences this rejection, right? And sometimes when we're trying to meet people, we get rejected, right? And sometimes they're like, I ain't got time for that. We get that. But yet something cool happens. He says, okay, that's fine. Well, go out into the streets and invite everybody else and see what they're up to. And this, the, the person who works for him comes back and says, look, we did that. And guess what? There's still room, right? To which the master says, well, go out there and just start bringing them in, right? We got food. We got space. We got more space at the table. Just bring them in. Let's, let's go, right? And we see that goes out into the roads and the lanes and compel the people to come in, and they will come in. What I love about this story, I'm not going to preach long tonight, but if you think about the question of what's, what does your table look like, is that what we read in this passage, there's many ways to interpret it. What I see here is a God who relentlessly pursues God's people. Right? They come up with excuses, and God says, no, I want you to come. They come up with excuses, and God says, no, I've got something great for you. Right? God relentlessly pursues you. He relentlessly pursues me. And what would it look like if we as disciples relentlessly pursued others like that. Now, we don't want to get like a stalker label here at Clemson Wesley. That's not what I'm going for, right? But what would it look like if we were known truly as a people who practice radical hospitality, intentional hospitality, that everyone that we encountered mattered and we lived that way in such a way, right? That what we do and how we lived, the way we prepared our tables, both figuratively and, you know, metaphorically, maybe the same thing. Yeah, we're good, whatever. You get what I'm saying, does that help build the kingdom of God? And here's a question for you as well. And this is just me, me thinking. I was thinking about my sister um, yesterday. Yesterday was my birthday. And uh, my sister was texting. She's like, I would call you, but I'm sure that you know, you're know at the game. I was like, no, I'm actually not. Um, you know, tailgate all day. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm just hanging out. I really, like, don't worry about it. And, of course, she FaceTimes me, right? And I was like, what are you doing, Jamie? Thanks. She's like, well, I know you were tired. You didn't want to talk to me, so I just wanted to call you and see your face and talk to you, right? Um, typical sister thing, right? If you've got a brother-sister relationship, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and I remember growing up, I was so mean to my sister, and she was so mean to me. Like, we have scars on, like, we can look like, yeah, that was back to the fight in 1988. It was great, right? Uh, like, we have those things, and we love each other today, but, like, we just went at each other. And we, when we started going to youth group late, we were like, I was in, a junior in high school, and she was a sophomore, freshman when we started going to church, right? And we'd be like, these perfect little church people, like, ah, yeah. But we'd go home, and we were just like, it was like, go at it, right? And you know how sometimes, like, you know, you're nice out in public, but like with your own, like, family, sometimes you just, you just let them have it, right? I would encourage you to think about here as we think about being disciples of Christ, that, that this hospitality thing isn't just for new people that walk in the door, but the way we practice hospitality and welcome includes the people that you've been classmates with for four years, that you've been dining at the Wesley table with for 50-something weeks or seven weeks or two weeks, that we are each other's neighbors, even as close brothers and sisters who maybe known each other for a while, are we still practicing radical, intentional hospitality and welcome with one another? 
What does your table look like? Are we being the people that we have called to be? And don't get me wrong, I think we get it right more often than not. So this is not like a Steve's like coming down tonight. It's just I want us to bring it forward. Right? The, the, the football team, God rest their souls, right? Uh, three and two. We didn't lose last night. That's what I'm calling it. We didn't win, but we didn't lose. We won, but we didn't lose, right? Uh, they're going into to the bye week this week, right? And they've had some, they're going to take some time, hopefully, like learn how to block some people, right? Um, you know, get your mind right, DJ. Take a, you know, like I saw, I can't say that up here. Yeah, I did. Like someone said, like DJ should just like have a couple beers and go out there and just fling around, just like relax and just have a good time, right? I think that's what DJ needs to do. But anyway, different commentary, right? We, we have a week off, right? Fall retreats coming, right? The football team's taking this bye week to sort of re, I'm glad we're not online anymore because this would be a oh, oh, podcast. Oh man. All right. Uh, <laughs> just like the football team's going to take this bye week and they're going to re-examine and sort of self-scout and say, what are we doing well? What can we be doing better? I encourage you to think as you go through fall break and think about your, not just Clemson Wesley, but in your faith life, and as you think about being a radical hospitality, what am I doing well? Where am I getting it right? And what might be some areas that I can improve, right? Maybe it means every other week I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to go sit at the table where that person, like, I want to know them, but it's going to be awkward and I'm just going to do it, right? Um, you know, how do we do this, right? I'm getting, I'm getting the points here. Here we go. Um, you know, names matter, right? I said the first week, and I want us to remember this, and here's a question as well beside what your table looked like. Are you embracing the awkward? Are you embracing the awkward? Because we're given permission here for each other to be awkward. And that means, right, if I forget Gracie's name, I'm going to embrace the awkward. I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask Gracie like 15,000 times what's her name. And we're just going to embrace it and say, hey, it's going to be awkward. Or the whole like, you know, hey, what's your name? Hey, Gracie, right? You know, hey, Thomas, right? So we do name tags for a reason, right? Um, you, got, you got to get skilled at like glancing and then saying hello, right? Um, but, you know, embracing the awkward, you push through the awkward and eventually those relationships become deeper and intimate, but they don't get anywhere if you don't initially embrace the awkward and go for it. What do our tables look like? Are we saying yes when we're invited? Are we inviting others? Are we focusing, right? And I get, right? Let me say this. Like, you're not going to be best friends there at Wesley. Maybe you will. You're like a unicorn in that sense. But like, it's hard to do that with everybody, right? It's hard to do that. But focus in. You can still be friendly. You can still be welcoming. But focus in on people that that, you know, you sort of connect with and make that stuff happen. So think about tonight and what it means to be at the table. Um, we're going to do communion tonight. If you haven't noticed, if you're like, what's under this mysterious white cloths, right? That's communion there, right? Um, I'm going to light these candles because we forgot. But this is World Communion Sunday, right? This is World Communion Sunday. And it's a special day for me. It's a special day in life of the church where we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion um, with people all over the world, millions of Christians. This is a cross-denomination thing. Uh, the first Sunday in October is always first uh, World Communion Sunday. I love this day. This marks my uh, church anniversary, as I called it. I was not a Christian back in high school, and I was invited to church by a friend. Um, she invited me to come. I think I've told the story, right? She, she, I wanted to date her, and she was like, well, look, I don't date guys that don't go to church, right? And I was like, well, where do you go to church? And I showed up on that Sunday. And uh, it happened to be World Communion Sunday, and I say that, you know, I came for the girl and stayed for the bread. Um, like, I, it was the first time that I was invited to a communion table, right? It was the first time that I experienced hospitality in the church. The tradition that I grew up in, I wasn't ready for communion. I didn't do the, the, everything I needed to do, and so I was denied often. Like, my grandma would be behind me, and I'd go up trying to sneak it, right, from the priest, and she'd be like, no, you know, and the priest's like, blessing, right? But when I came to the table at World Communion Sunday, it was the first time that I was ever invited with hospitality in the church and given a welcome, right? And so today on World Communion Sunday, I want us to, as we think about what does our table look like, 
I want us to be able to come to the table together and to experience a meal together and be reminded that we are in this together, that we are given this, this thing called God's grace and God's love, and we are in this together. And so as we think about what does our table look like, we're reminded that we, we, we make our table look like God's table, right? Where God invites to this table all who want to love him, seek to live in peace with one another, repent of their sin, right? All are welcome at God's table. Every single person has been created in the image of God, has been breathed life into and have a place here at this table. And we model that in our table. We model that in our circles as we invite all because all are created in the image of God. And so we're going to do some communion liturgy here, um, a little more informal than maybe you're used to on a Sunday morning. And let me say all are invited here at this place. And if you feel uncomfortable, though, you're invited to not have to come, right? The thing about invitation is you get the opportunity to say yes or no, but you are invited here. And so we're going to go through some, the, what we call the Great Thanksgiving. There'll be a couple times on the screen where you can follow along, and then um, we're going to, we'll serve. And again, if you feel comfortable, we invite you to come forward. I'll put my mask on while we're serving. Um, but if not, you're welcome to stay in your seat. But uh, let's celebrate the Great Thanksgiving as we give thanks for God and what God has done in inviting us to the table. So Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks and praise to you, God Almighty. We give you thanks, O Lord, that you created the heavens and the earth and the creatures that inhabit it. We give you thanks, O God, that you created humankind. You formed us in your image. You breathed life into us and you called us good. But we confess that there are times when we have not gotten it right. There are times when we have not opened our table as we should. We close it off and say, no, no, we're full. We have not loved you or our neighbors as we should, but yet you welcome us back with your arms open wide and your grace is extending and abounding and welcoming us back time and time again. And for that, oh God, we give you thanks and praise. We remember when we come to this table, Lord, it was you who sent your son, Jesus Christ, down to earth that he would teach through parables and what it looks like to build the kingdom and to, to have dinner with guests who reject you, but then you, you pursue them all over the place. We saw what it meant for your son to heal the sick, to proclaim release to the captives, to talk and to touch the untouchables and to, to reach out to those in the margins and say, hey, you're a part of my crew as well. Come on in. Your son who would ultimately die and be resurrected on the third day, breaking the chains of sin and death, and leading to forgiveness in a way of life and life abundant for us all. And for that, O oh God, we give you thanks and praise. We remember it was on the night in which Jesus was to give himself for us, that he took some bread, gathered with his people in the upper room. He gave thanks to you, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, all of you. This is my body, which will be given for you. Do this often in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. Once again, he gave thanks to you, O oh God. And he gave it to his disciples who were there, the disciples who messed up often, the disciples who would reject him and desert him that day, right, who didn't get it right. But yet he said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink from this often in remembrance of me. And so for these, your mighty acts, O oh God, we give you thanks and praise. And it's customary during this holy meal and this great Thanksgiving to together offer ourselves in union with Christ as a holy and living sacrifice as together we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon all who are gathered here tonight. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this wheat of the field and fruit of the vine. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world your hands and feet. Lord, extending our table, extending your table, Lord, to all who need to feast 
and to be filled with, with the thirst and the hunger that, Lord, that we need you. Help us to be one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until we come and feast at your heavenly banquet table. We ask all this in Christ's holy name. Amen. The Wesley Word is a production of the Clemson Wesley Foundation. For more information about Clemson Wesley, check out our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, get out there and love your neighbor.